0: It is so wonderful to have her on this morning, Lisa Curry. Good morning.
1: Good morning, team. A memoir, 60 Years of Life, Love and Loss. It's available now at any good uh, bookstores. We should actually say that you're not 60 yet. That's later in the month. Are we right?
2: Uh, It's actually Sunday week. You know... 30 years ago when you, you know, in your prime, anyone that was 60 was like a dinosaur mm-hmm. and now <laughs> I'm it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you're like, no, it's not actually that old.
0: No, it's the new 40. It's the new 40,
1: exactly. Uh, I mean, I, like everyone, we, we grew up and you're in every single magazine. You're on the front cover and my m- mum used to always read them with me so we feel like we've grown up with you. Was this so different actually writing your own story and not just on the front cover of a magazine?
2: Yeah, and I think the important thing is to, for everyone to know that it's my words, so it's actually true this <laughs> time. <laughs> so, you know, people pull out a, a paragraph here and there or a sentence here and there and then make that into a story, whereas if you read the whole story, it's all in context. So everything progresses to the next, to the next, to the next, which is where I am today. So, you know, there are things in my life, rightly or wrongly, I've done, and uh, but it's who I am today. It's where I am today
0: did it did it cross your mind at any stage to say it was written by a close uh, friend or source because then you could then you could say whatever you want
2: <laughs> well I, I could have put in a few extra stories from a close source but um, yeah, you, can't, you know you can't write everything I've had you know a long career obviously and the book to be honest could have been a five book series there's a lot of things that have gone into it that could have been expanded on mm. but you know you can't tell everything so you say that they're your
0: words, so sometimes with your own story, other people are involved in it, and I'm sure there's a lot in there about um, your ex-husband, Grant. Is it hard telling a story from your perspective because you know there are people who might be upset from what you share?
2: Well, I mean, there were a few people upset about Steve Irwin's story that came out because they didn't think they he should have got the award anyway, so that's got two sides to it, and I think – you know, there were two really hard chapters for me to write in the book. Um, clearly the one about Jamie at the end, mm-hmm. but also the chapter about Grant that I found I found that really hard to write because we're still really close. And I asked him if he wanted to read um, the manuscript and particularly to get his approval to what I wrote about Jamie, but he couldn't do it. He just couldn't mm. even look at the words. Um, like I've said, no one knows what happens behind closed mm-hmm. doors. But the most important thing is that Grant and I are still really good friends. Mm-hmm. We've done everything together. And, you know, even now we still do events together, Christmas, birthdays, everything. And I just, you know, I just don't sleep with him. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like any other marriage. Yeah. <laughs> Your husband's
1: very yeah. thankful. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I guess with that then, because you are, you know, you're in a relationship now and you're very ha- happy, obviously. But when you're writing these stories down, you're obviously looking from an outside perspective, even though you were in it. Was there at any points where you wished, oh, I wish I didn't do that, oh, I shouldn't have done that, I could have been better there?
2: Yes, you do. Um, There were a few stories where we think, oh, should we write that? Should we name that person? Should we not put that in there? What's the consequences of this story? Mm. And, you know, there's there's a few in there that we – Took out. Um, Which one? You know, to pretty, sorry, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the one where I had marijuana cookies. Um,
1: so you didn't put that out. in the book? No.
2: No, we took that out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> was that at the Olympics or something? Now, now we want to hear
2: what's happened. No, no it, was, it was just a, a funny incident that happened. It wow. was nothing. Hmm. The process of writing the book itself was. It was actually really good, but it came at a really bad time to write the book because it was, you know, very close after my mm-hmm. daughter passing. So it was, um, to be honest, I, I wouldn't have done it if the publishers didn't push me because I couldn't do it. I couldn't function. I actually read my book for an audio book as well. Oh, wow. And that was really hard. Like reading a book is one thing, but reading it out loud is completely different So you hear my voice, you hear the excitement, the enthusiasm, you hear the sadness and the fear, Mm. you hear everything. And, well, in the middle of the book and the end of the book, um, I couldn't even read out a sentence. I was going from comma to comma and having to breathe all the way through it. It was a really awful experience to have to do that. But... In saying that, um, I've had so many people contact me, other parents going through the same thing, who have said it's really helped their children and it's put their children on the road to recovery because of what Jamie went through. So people are understanding that these issues that people have, whether it's eating disorders or addictions, they may not think too much about it in the early years and as they get older, they think, oh, no, you know, I've got another day, it won't hurt me, but it actually can kill you. Yeah. It can kill you. There are some people who get through it. There are some people who struggle with it every single day. And then there are people like Jamie who just couldn't face another day and couldn't get through
1: it. There, there's part of your oh, – sorry. There are part of, sorry, Lisa. Um, there are part of your books where I found it really hard when you were talking about from your perspective from someone who's suffered um, eating disorders and abuse – Um, quite badly in the past where I guess I always know my experience, but I never sort of knew it from my mum's point of view. Mm. And then reading yours, like what you're actually saying is like how much it does help other people. And I'm so incredibly sorry for your loss of Jamie. And you sharing your story, really, really, I know you said a lot of people have contacted you, but it makes it having a conversation about it where I feel like so many of these are behind closed doors, like you say.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Look, um, my daughter now, who has two beautiful little boys, she said to me one day, she said, Mum, I know how much you love us. Mm. But she said, I never knew how much love you could have for a child. And you're right. You know, from a mother's perspective, it's just, it's it's horrible. Because you, you know, I feel like it's different because my mum just passed away as well. And mm. you accept your parents passing away when they're in their 80s or 90s, you know, because they've lived their life. And as awful as my mum's life was, that's written about in the book as well with my poor dad. Oh, my poor dad. I love my dad. But what he did to mum was horrendous as well. But mm. there's an acceptance of your parents. But when it's your child, it's, um, it's. You can't explain the grief enough until you think you understand it, until you actually go through it. So um, it is worth accepting where you are, asking for help, taking away the stigma from these issues and asking for help and going to get the help that you need because there's a big, beautiful life out there to live. There's so many great things to do and it's worth it. And I want Jamie's life to have mattered... to to us and to everyone else. Hmm.
0: Mm. I imagine what must have been the the hardest part because Jamie couldn't see herself the way that you saw her.
2: That's right. It, It was just, it was very frustrating for us and all her friends. She was so talented. She was so beautiful. She had so many amazing skills but yet this voice in her head was just screaming, And no one could hear her. And she often used to say, Mum, if I had, you know, one leg, people would know there was an issue. Mm. But she said, it's all inside. No one can see it. Mm. But she was living with it every single day. And, you know, now when I'm experiencing what I am, I am experiencing a very small part of what people who experiences every single day are going through and it must be so hard. Yeah. How are you going Abby? Mm-hmm. Oh
1: no, I'm really good. I honestly I I have come I I am very healthy now and I've faced my demons but just hearing your story and you know talking about it at the buffet I just go I get there and I just I no, no matter how much you love someone, you know, and how much you were there, you know, for her I just I can understand that struggle and that frustration and that constant show Love and want someone to be, you know, healthy again. So I just, yeah, I really just, I feel it's amazing how well you have shared, Lisa. We were, um, we were loving when we got your voicemail actually because it says Granny Lisa.
2: <laughs> yeah, <a> big Granny, because <laughs> um, it sounds old, but I'm not. <laughs> no, exactly. How many grandchildren do you have now? Two, and there's one about to pop any day. Wow. So as long as, uh, you know, as much as I'm doing all of these PR, you know, for my book, I'm also on standby for Morgan and her baby to drop everything and go down and be with her at the hospital. Yeah. Well,
0: not too much on standby. We just got your voicemail. It <laughs> <laughs> could have been <laughs> the hospital,
2: Lisa. <laughs> I know, I know, but this is very exciting. So, baby number three is about to about to drop.
0: So, are okay. you are you grandma? Are you nanny? Are you what to I'm
1: granny? W- granny, oh, granny, granny. Granny. granny, Lisa. Oh, mm-hmm. granny.
0: Yeah. I love it. Now the book it does have um, obviously a lot of the struggles that you have been through, but your life is so incredible as well, and your achievements in the uh, sporting arena are just incredible. Were they fun to write about and going back on those times?
2: Yeah, they were really great to write about, and it you know if if I could do if I could have my whole career over again, I would start it tomorrow. Mm. I had so much fun. I loved every moment of it. I loved. All the hard work. I loved that black line. I loved the thrill of competing and the pressure that came with it. Um, although towards the end, of it started to, you know, started to get to me. But I'd been there a long time, and then I went into another sport for 20 years. And but you know, working with the prime minister for for eight years, most people don't even know that. Most people don't even know my business life, um, and you know what I've done. So it's all documented in there, and. At least now it's in black and white. I don't have to re, um, mm. rely on my menopausal brain. <laughs> <laughs> give
0: people the book. Because <laughs> as you were saying earlier when we are talking to you, you said about um, Steve Irwin, how he had to get asked to withdraw his nomination for Australian of the Year. Back in 2004. Um, you were part of the board on on who was making the decision. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, I was chairman. I was chairman for eight years. Wow. Mm.
0: And you and you said say in your book that you regret that.
2: Now I do. Hmm. At the time, it was the right decision because it was. Look, to be honest, I don't think he was putting his son in danger. Hmm. No parent board. Grant took all of our children out on, you know, surfboards. Riding in the surf, and people might think that's irresponsible. But he knew what he was doing. Mm,
0: yeah. um, he was this holding, is when he was
1: holding—he was holding his baby uh, mm. Robbie in his arm as he was had a crocodile, and people feeding. thought it was too too dangerous.
2: Well, it was—it was quite irresponsible, but he yeah. felt comfortable doing mm. it. He knows the animals, but you know, it's in hindsight—you know—it's kind of it wasn't—it wasn't a good. Um, piece of footage to
1: watch because you can see the danger. Yeah, it it was incredibly uncomfortable and it went went viral all over the world. I
0: think if it had happened in this day and age, he wouldn't have recovered from it.
1: Probably
2: not. But, you know, it was a decision that we had to make at the time and we made it and we moved on. Hmm. And um, Steve Wall was the Australian of the Year and he was fabulous, you know, and, and I can liken it to coming You know, I can liken it to coming second in a race and first was disqualified because they were on drugs or touched incorrectly. Mm. You know, you are the winner on the day. So take the win and move on.
0: Hmm. Lisa, I feel like I could sit here and talk to you for like seven hours, but then you'd have (laughs) no book to sell and it'd all be on the air. And plus you've got to be on standby for the grandkids, so we probably should (laughs) let you go.
1: Oh, you're wonderful. Thank you so much for chatting. Thank you, team. And um, I
0: hope you have a really great day.
1: You too. Happy birthday as well. Yeah.
2: Oh, yes. Thank you so much. So I have a baby coming, an aniver- a wedding anniversary, and a birthday. Wow. Hopefully one week.
0: Oh, wow. Someone's getting presents. Woohoo. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Lisa. Thanks so much, guys. Bye.
0: All right. Check out the book, Lisa, a memoir 60 years of life, love, and loss. It is available now at all good bookstores.